This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Dr. Noor Azlina Binti Isa is the head of technical services division of Malaysia Airports. Her affiliations include the Institute of Value Management Malaysia, IBMM, Need Women, and Project Management Institute. She's also accredited as an international airport professional in 2011, and she has been contributing to the industry as an instructor for the Airport Planning, Development, and Environmental Management module under the global ACI ICAO Airport Management Professional Accreditation Program. I'm reading all this and I'm thinking, wow. What could it all be? Uh, good morning, Dr. Noazina. Now, I was looking at your, your, you know, your background, right? And you spent many years in Malaysia Airport, starting a career in 2002, other than a short stint in Air Asia. Uh, tell me what's your typical day like before the pandemic and now during the pandemic? Gosh, we almost forget how it was uh, before the pandemic, don't you think? Okay, uh, I, I think um, before the pandemic, uh, my typical day would be, of course, in meetings, going for site visits for projects, coordinating works. I was involved before pandemic in uh, facilities management of Asia, and before that, the engineering operations and maintenance at KLIA. So it's actually still meetings, but more face-to-face and site right. visits as compared to the current situation where we have limited uh, site visits, but still meetings uh, around the clock. Right, virtually, right? And, and so you came into your current role early this year. What, uh, you know, what made you decide to take on this role? Okay, basically, this is, this, uh, I'm currently the head of technical services, right? And under that is the portfolio for airport planning and development, as well as the engineering operation and maintenance. They, that basically summarizes all the, all the, my career right. path for the past almost 15 years. That's what I've been doing for the past 15 to 20 years. And it's, it's time for me to take lead um, and make sure that there are critical projects that get done, gets done, uh, even during this uh, quiet uh, mm. period uh, as we speak, right? Because that is the right timing to actually do the, the projects, especially when it involves uh, an infrastructure that's always busy day to day around. Right. And so when you talk about projects, uh, could you mention some of these projects I know that you're working on? Yeah. Of course, the, the current one would be looking at uh, planning for asset replacement at the current airport and uh, looking into ways how to improve and expand the capacity of airports. And I guess a lot of the work right now is much, very much planning, right? There's no, there's, there's not so much hands-on that we can do at the moment. Yeah, a lot of it is planning, uh, and and I think in the past we have always um, we have always reflect on how uh, rushed we are in plannings, right? Because but but we all know that that's the important part. But we have to rush that portion because we have uh, to continue uh, to to do the the expansion. But this is the right time, and and I think I'm appreciating that that time. But apart from the planning, there are also some physical works that needs to be done. Because as you know, facilities, infrastructure, even though there's minimal people, 
things needs to be kept to the best um, of their health. And right, stuff. maintenance and all that. I think, right, as you're always yeah. running around uh, when it's moving, it's so difficult, as you mentioned, to plan. At least now, there's some time to sort of like get get things ready again when we're ready to fly, right? Uh, looking at your, your team as well, right, uh, what's the ratio of men and women in your team? And I guess, where do they fall? I think, I, I guess, uh, from engineering uh, perspective and technical perspective, uh, the the ratio uh, is, is definitely higher on, on men, right, <clears throat> uh, in general. So I, I guess it would be 70-30, I would say. Uh, 70% uh, is actually uh, men and <clears throat> the rest are women. Uh, but that's on the, the, the technical side. Yeah. But as far as leaders, uh, I think... Perhaps taking up the leading role for head of technical or engineering uh, is not really uncommon in Malaysia parts. Uh, in the past, I think my successors also, uh, they are both men and women as well. Uh, but in terms of the middle management, uh, I think it's still higher on the men's right. side. Okay. Now, I want to know, right, uh, I guess during normal times, right, what goes behind the scenes in the technical services division, Malaysia Airport, because you know, I people only see the exterior, but there's a lot of work that goes on behind, right? What actually happens in the airport, uh, in the technical services team? Okay, for example, when you travel, right, you get your bags checked in, and then you walk on the uh, walk later escalator, you hop on the right. train at KLIA. Uh, so all those are the other processes that that's facilitated by the engineering operations and maintenance, the 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 conveyor at the check-in counters, going to your bags are actually screened, right. and uh, the escalators, walk later lift that you walk on the lightings I and mean, I guess everything uh, on the airport right. system are actually maintained by the um, engineering operations and right so these are things that you know when we if it does if it's not there then you you get a lot of uh, people complaining when the aircon is not uh, is not when you it's not the right temperature right, right? when you get sweaty uh, then then definitely that's uh, that's the part where we all right. get this when we know you so well right now, you know, what are some of the forward planning that you need to look into when the pandemic is over and people are traveling a lot more? Yeah, I think as we can see in the, the current situation, uh, it's for the past we have been trying to go into automation, digitization, right? But it seems to have a slower adaptation. Uh, but with the pandemic, I think uh, now we are all about contactless, touchless, and everything is about self-automation uh, <coughs> and facilitation. So I think that's what uh, we are really pushing for as well and moving forward to. We're getting the airport ready <coughs> for the new norm, right. right? Which is with social distancing in place, with more, um, <coughs> um, I, I think, sanitization, right. things at the background, right? How do we ensure that all this... Um, we are in a very in a safer and uh, hygienic situation. Mm. So a lot of that and automation. So a lot of focus is on that because once I think the uh, the the travel is back mm. on, it's gonna ramp up like what it has happened in the right. past. Uh, and 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 we are moving forward to get ready ourselves ready. We cannot be caught, you know. I guess you know unawares, right? When it happens, and we can travel again. I don't know when that'll be. So when I go to the airport again, let's just say KLIA, when I haven't seen it in a while, uh, you know, what, what sort of things that, you know, you mentioned that will we be expecting, will we be expecting a lot more things that will be contactless? Would that be a priority? 
Yeah. <clears throat> in fact, now uh, we are, I think Airports is working on the single token uh, initiative where uh, you'll be uh, you'll get the basically touch points lah. The, the touch points between passengers uh, will start as early as entering, and I think uh, currently. Um, all those uh, automation, uh, it's limited to a few, I think a small percentage for now, but we will see that more in the future. So, and, and I think we are also rooting that um, even the government agencies, uh, immigrations, right, and all that will also uh, move forward towards uh, more automation uh, in the future. And, and I think what the expectation is, the experience, you have seen that, I think, in many parts of the world mm-hmm. as well, except that uh, sometimes it's a, a different rate of <clears throat> automation at different apps Airports because of the different community and composition, mm. right? So what we are hoping is that it will be uh, much more seamless. Uh, <clears throat> hence, uh, your experience at the airport will be uh, more um, uh, faster, right? Leaner and more smooth, so that you can enjoy uh, your shopping and and the rest of the uh, cool environment at the airport. Right. I'm here with Dr. Nor Azlina binti Mohamad Isa, who's the head of uh, technical services division of Malaysia Airports. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Priya Liu. I'm here with uh, Dr. Noor Azlina Mohamad-Isa, who is the Head of Technical Services Division of Malaysia Airports. Uh, and we're talking about, you know, what it takes to manage an airport in this bit of quiet time right now. You know, for for someone who's considering a career similar to uh, to yours, right? What would it take? Would it be firstly an engineering degree? Uh, yeah, for for my my particular position, yes, it's an engineering uh, degree. Um, and I think what we also encourage uh, in the in the operation maintenance and planning. Uh, for, for operation maintenance, it's purely engineering, but for the planning and development, it's a bit more mixed but technical related uh, architecture, uh, quantity surveyor, planners, town planners, and things like that. So it's a combination of technical related skills. So, of course, having um, your professional affiliations, for example, um, engineer, architect would also become uh, a key uh, success uh, factor in getting into more higher roles. Right. So when you completed your, your degree, and did you, was the plan to, to join the airport? Did you have other plans? I guess, okay, I, was, I graduated as a civil engineer. So civil engineer is such a right. huge area, right? And there are things that I know I like and don't like. I'm, I'm, I'm an engineer, but I'm actually more of a planner. I, I like the concept design rather than going to do the detailed design. So I, I, I know that uh, as a civil engineer, I have to have a specialization. And, and airport came into my uh, radar. And to be truth, uh, airport has been, always been close to my heart. Uh, my father was an uh, Air Force. I live nearby airports all my life. So so when I got the opportunity to to seek for a job in the airports, it definitely clicks to right. me, right? It is an airport. It's something that I love. And being a, uh, a, a specialist in an airport would definitely be something that I can uh, relate to as a long-term career. So that's how I, I started. Right? Of course, I didn't knew that I'm going to, where I'm going to be, uh, but the focus is always 
to do my best, to be my best. And I have to love what I do. And I am very lucky, I'll say, to found aviation um, and, and, and find my Right, passion. so you say your blood, your father's in the Air Force and you, you were reading the fumes ever since you were young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hearing hearing the jet uh, the, the, the jet songs of of all the right. at, at the effort. Right. You're also part of lead women, right? And and you know, I guess how has that helped you in your career? Okay, I, I recently joined uh, Lead Women in 2019. The intention was, <clears throat> of course, to escalate. I went. I joined for training, of course, and I, I I like it because I did not have that strong women networking before I joined Lead Women, and I think that of course I have colleagues, mm-hmm. I have uh, junior seniors, but uh, Lead Women is really focused uh, in pushing for that thirty percent minimum uh, boardship, senior leadership, and and the the, the programs are, are very interesting, and I think that networking is definitely. Uh, the gap that I definitely ah, want to feel. Okay, and I guess your contacts were very much the engineers, that sort of thing, and it's very. I guess it's largely very male skewed when you look at it that way, right? Very much, yeah. Very and, much. and then of course, it's not just about the engineering side; it's also about leading and managing, and that comes in handy. So now, even you look at the 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 ratio of women in senior management at AHB, what is that like? And are there any hurdles? You know, even uh, getting to where you are. Uh, I think in Malaysia Ports, the ratio of uh, women leaders has always, I mean, it's not that difficult to get that 30% minimum, right? I think we had quite uh, a good number in terms of that. But I guess for technical, uh, like I said before, it happens that uh, it's also some, uh, my, my predecessors were also uh, both women and um, mm-hmm. men. And so I think at the end of the day, uh, I, I believe that in my current organization, uh, it is on uh, your personal capability, right. your individual strength. Uh, men or women, we have the same, uh, we have the same mm-hmm. chance. Uh, but of course, more importantly is, is how you develop yourself and how how do you fare among your peers and also right I mean that's the most individual strength competency is, is, is the main important thing do women put these hurdles on themselves sometimes I think uh-huh. so I kind of believe that we I think the barriers are in our head okay. right uh, and it's like okay of course I guess the society perceives certain career for example you, you know what I, I still get a comment two months mm. ago you're the head of technical services and you're a lady <laughs> that's from an outsider of course uh, and that was like two months ago and and i was actually surprised oh these kind of thoughts actually exist <laughs> i thought it's no longer the case right but but the thing is <clears throat> i guess the, the thing is, people do not really... I mean, it's not about stereotyping what career is suitable for men or what is for women. But at the end of the day, you need to you need to vision where you want to be and you need to design yourself to be that person, right? <laughs> that post or whatever. So if I want to be uh, <clears throat> the head of technical services where I'm now, I alone cannot do all the job. I will definitely need... Uh, team members, the expertise, right? Yeah, the real specialists. Uh, I'm <clears throat> I'm the generalist, so I have to make sure that I have the leadership skills to listen uh, to these specialists and to connect to them because they're the one that's supporting me mm. um, in my current role. I cannot, I'm not doing this alone, definitely. Mm. So to build that network, to build that support foundation from your team members and, and their team members, I think 
I think that's the most uh, important uh, aspects of it. Right. You know that comment, did it come from a man or a woman? Uh, definitely a man. <laughs> okay. Quite an old one, actually. No, I mean, it's, it's, if it, it's sad if it's coming from women, right? I mean, that we are putting, you know, we are, we are putting these barriers to ourselves, right? Dr. Aslina, do you also look at airports in Malaysia, just in Malaysia or also overseas? I believe, you know, that, that uh, Malaysia airports take care of uh, airports in other countries, right? Yeah, currently we do have uh, one, which is the in the Istanbul. So as part of the group, we do have that uh, cross-boundary uh, rationalization right. in terms of our our uh, standards, our best practices. We do that. And even in my past in the career when Malaysia airports were exploring more mm-hmm. in the uh, overseas uh, airports, I was always involved in many uh, airports, biddings and projects right. actually. So it, it, it even uh, sent me to Sudan for, for one occasion where at that time, Malaysia Airports was looking into some consultancy in building airport over there. So, what was, what was, so yes, India, okay. Sudan. What Saudi. was the experience like? That would be quite unique. It is, it is, it is. Uh, it is, and I, I guess that's the... Um, that's the best part, right? I mean, uh, airport is a global business. You can't just see airports in Malaysia. Then, uh, But the best part is airport in Malaysia is that Malaysia Airport runs 39 various sizes. So we have that uh, mm-hmm. unique experience of looking into various sizes of airport, not just the, the right. large ones, but also the small right. ones, right? Uh, and, and when you go into uh, the overseas, even in the perhaps third world country and things like that, then uh, you can see that uh, there are different policies, yeah. there are different uh, priorities, right? And and I think that gives the, the uh, better and more innovative perspectives, right? Yes, there are typical ways of providing for an airport, but sometimes there are fund limitations, there are other issues, there are policy, there are stakeholders relations. So you you get to see, and uh, and I think that's the best part of being that uh, in that global uh, airport management professional mm-hmm. program. Uh, I got to teach uh, people along the world and actually being an instructor, you learn from your students as well, right? When you are marking their papers, when you have that uh, forum, online forum. So I think that, that um, really gives me that um, global perspectives and learning from others. Uh, makes you makes you more uh, open to new ideas and different ways. Right. So for for Turkey at the moment, it's uh, it's virtual. Everything is being done virtually. Yes, but we have people. Uh, we have we have colleagues over there from Malaysia right. as well. Okay, and I guess final question. In your opinion, how can we encourage more more women to go into STEM? And I'm just thinking, like when you were doing civil engineering, were there a lot of women? And you know, what's changed? What's improved? What can be improved? For now. Women uh, has uh, more interest in, in STEM, right? And I think uh, perhaps uh, involvement is, uh, I think, uh, even more equal now. But it's the career perspective, yeah. right? That the career prospect, uh, what, what's what's available for them? <clears throat> you know, when I was doing, uh, when I when I first take up civil engineering, I was told that you will have limited careers uh, as a woman in civil engineering but there are so many things to do they are research they are design they are they are <clears throat> sustainability i mean and, and i think that's the 
uh, that's the more traditional way. Uh, we also tend to be a bit only uh, one mm-hmm. discipline. I truly uh, like uh, multidisciplinary uh, perspectives, right? That's why I studied civil engineering and then I furthered my study in business administration, uh, particularly management, because I am really interested in management leadership. Uh, leadership is actually very close to my heart. So I think I think for <clears throat> for for women to be more and more involved in STEM, they need to be able to see what's available mm-hmm. for them as a career prospect, right? I mean, you, you studied engineering. Doesn't right. mean you'll be an engineer throughout the world. That's the career talk that I'm having with my team where they are all really, you know, hardcore engineers. So then who's going to doing, be doing the management mm-hmm. part of engineering, right? And some of, some of you have to, if you are interested, you have to go venture into the engineering management part. And not everybody will be holding the spanner and screwdriver yeah. and actually doing the work. There will be management, but and, and if you have you have an engineering degree, engineering experience, you are able to manage uh, the engineering, uh, the planning and development parts uh, better, yeah. right? Uh, so, so I think uh, the fact that everybody needs to know what's available, what's what's possible, and and it would be what is it that people said. When how many percent of the jobs have not been, uh, you know, found yet, right? Sometimes you can create your own path in, into different things, right? Because, you know, yeah. 10 years ago, we weren't talking about sustainability, right? So, uh, you know, now it is important. Thanks for uh, spending time with us. I've been speaking to Dr. Noor Azlina Mohamed Issa from Malaysia Airports. You've been listening to Her Vantage on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.